Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm talking with Derek from a band called Dream Unending. Right now, their album is actually streaming. Um, it's streaming in its entirety. It's coming out this Friday as we speak, but by the time you hear this, it'll likely be out. Friday, November 11th, Song of Salvation. And uh, man, how you doing, dude? I'm good. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. It's uh, having a nice fall day here in Toronto. Yeah. And yeah, the record's streaming. That's kind of crazy. You like wait a long time for something to come out. Yeah. You're like, just get it out of my head, right? Like, once it's out, then I'm like, oh, it's officially over. But it's kind of yeah. nice, like, because then I'm just on to the next thing. But uh, it's still kind of crazy that you can listen to it now. You're, I've had a few people, I've had a few people already be like, this record is amazing. I was like, oh, that's, that's great. Listen to it. And they're like, right? yeah. I was like, oh, yeah. Well, the first album was incredible. I have not Thank had you. a chance to stream the new one yet. I'm I'm gonna um, ordered it on compact disc, believe it or not. So oh, hell yeah. Uh, but uh, but so so your your first album came out last year. Yeah. And uh, your new album came out this year. Uh, how long did you wait until just jumping right into writing a new record, or did you guys did you have them done similar times? Um, no, like so. We recorded Tide Turns Eternal in like kind of January, February or February, March of 2021, I guess. Right. Okay. Yes. And when I finished recording all the guitars and the bass and stuff, I got home and then probably about a week later, I started writing the new record. So I just didn't wait. Um, But I didn't show Justin anything until he was actually done his vocals. So I think I was showing him demos before the first record was even mixed, uh, which is kind of funny. It was just so we we're you know so much fun making the album because um, I love recording. Like I love yeah. going to a studio and I love 
you know, setting up all the amps. I love playing off the floor, especially like when two mold records and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't tighten up. I don't get stiff. Like I, I really have fun with it. So I just love doing it. So yeah. recording Tide was a little bit more daunting because it was like, well, I'm going up alone and I'm going to do like a whole band, band's worth of guitars and bass. And I hope I can pull it off. Like I hope I don't have fatigue or I hope I don't get stuck on a part and then I spiral um and i've never spiraled like that but and i didn't and it was really fun i'm lucky because the engineer i work with sean pearson he uh, has a studio outside of toronto in a city called hamilton yeah called boxcar sound and i'm lucky because he's such a joy to work with that it makes it easy and fun like you're not dreading it like you're looking forward to going in and and he's such a he's so instrumental in helping me dial in all the different sounds and whatnot um so it was just fun so then i was it was so fun that i was like well i want to do it again like immediately like i was so sad i was so sad that i had nothing left to to record it sucked i was like no like i don't want to leave so i was like well i'm gonna have to write another record so i can come back yeah and then um and justin wasn't opposed to it because he was just like this was sick like we got to do another one i was like okay well Here's the, here's the title track of like mm-hmm. the opening 14 minute song. I think I had the whole thing lined out or like sketched out before we had the final mix of the first record. So it's kind of funny. Like I clearly, <laughs> you know, some people like to put out a record and maybe they wait for feedback on it and stuff mm-hmm. to, to help sculpt where they go from there. Whereas I'm like, no, 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 I got it. I got it. Like I know exactly what I want to do. And nice. it was just, so I did. <laughs> Well, what, looking at, you know, uh, Justin's metal archives, it, it is very apparent that he has no problem with with putting more out. No. Uh, this guy has, you know, so many different bands in one day, just uh, about, about a month or so ago. He put out two <laughs> records, Innumerable yeah. Forms and Summer Lens, two incredible records. Oh, uh, yeah. This guy so good. So comes good. from, you know, like hardcore background and he's just like steeped in metal. Uh, you know, so many, so many good records. Um, I remember you know, seeing mental on tour back in like 2000. Oh man. Oh man. Um, that get an oxygen tank, seven inches, probably the greatest hardcore seven inch of the two thousands. Like, it's just like, Oh, you like outburst. Well, here's something even better. It was so good. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, being someone that, you know, probably grew up seeing this guy, uh, play in front of you with like, you know, whatever bands, um, what's it like being, in a band with this guy is it pretty pretty mind-blowing yeah it was kind of crazy like um and how did it come about yeah so like we we've talked about it before where it's just like um you know we've been in like the same we've been in rooms together since like 2005 but we didn't meet we didn't get to really know each other till 2018 i want to say um i remember when the first renewable forms record came out um, punishment and flesh. And I, I was like, wow, they actually did it. They made an LP. Like I remember seeing that band 10 years prior, maybe not 10, but like eight years prior. Um, and they were awesome. Like I remember when that first demo came out and I thought it was cool because at that time, like there wasn't a lot of people doing like fin death style music. So it kind of stood out. And I remember like, the MySpace page for their band, like their influences were like Abhorrence and Convulse. And I was like, oh, I love those bands. I was like, yeah. oh, this guy likes those bands. I remember seeing Justin like, and I, like, we both watched like Demigod play at MDF in 2012, not nice. together, but yeah. we were both we were there, there, right? Yeah. Like, 
and then we um so when when that record came out i got his contact info from the label and i just emailed him i was like hey like a uh, big fan of your stuff and congrats on finally making a forms lp like that's great and then he was like oh hey dude like i love to mold and i was like oh cool and then we just kind of kept talking and then i he says what i said and I, I i most likely said this he i think i probably said if you ever need anything just let me know and then he was like oh yeah okay do you want to start a band so i was like oh, all right <laughs> yeah <laughs> um so and then we talked about well it's kind of like what kind of music do you want to make and um he was like well i want to do a doom band and i was like well what does that mean and he's like 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 a peaceville style doom band mm-hmm. like my dying bride anathema paradise lost like that stuff and i was like well i not like that sleep. stuff not sleep not sleep no yeah. not i was like i always i put doom into two categories mm-hmm. there's there's bell bottom doom which mm-hmm. would be sleep and then there's like cargo pant doom which would mm-hmm. be like esoteric or like winter or something yeah. like that right like um so when he told me that I was like, well, that's cool. I found it intimidating. I didn't know if I could really write that kind of music, mm-hmm. like these big epic, like eight to 12 minute songs with like, you know, a, a healthy amount of instrumentation. And then, you know, we probably didn't, we probably kept talking about it for maybe about half a year until I started writing it. I needed to get a bunch of two mold touring done before I could actually yeah. sit with it. And then I started, yeah, I started cranking out the songs that would end up being Tide Turns Eternal. He rejected one song, not in like a, it's not a bad song, just like uh, these riffs just sound like slower to mold. So like, let's dial that out. And then I was like, okay. And then it was a feeling out process of like, you know, okay, I have like, you know, the song idea and I like each part in it, but there's parts of it where I'm like, this might be a bridge too far for him. So I would send him a demo and kind of see what he thought. And he never was like, this is too far. So I was like, okay, so you like this stuff? And like, he's like, yeah. So I was like, okay, well then I'm going to try to like expand on that. And like yeah. started adding more clean guitars and more like stuff like that. And he was game for everything. So it just made it really easy to, to write. And I got comfortable with it. So then writing the second record, it came so fast, I feel like, or at least like the bulk of it came so fast because I was so inspired by recording the first one and knowing from him that i kind of had like a like a vote of confidence i'm like yeah. just just go for it go for it i was like okay great and then it was that made it easy i guess you know fast forward three da- three albums down the line you've gone full catatonia and you're making like <laughs> dance songs and stuff oh, dude that's the dream right yeah <laughs> um yeah <laughs> so i mean you know just rewind a few years back and and you put out was it two or three two mold records back to back to back we did three in three years. Three in three years. Is that, yeah. is that, are you going to do a, a double tri- three P like Michael Jordan? I wish I could do a second three P. I think we'll have, I think we'll make something, but okay. I don't know what, like, I don't think, I don't think I want to do another um, full LP sure. because I, the thing with doing a third one is that I fear you become predictable. Hmm. There's definitely a blueprint to the songs now. Like, you know, we could be like, oh, third LP out next year. And, and people could just be like, oh, great. Another record where it's like heavy part, clean part, heavy part, clean part. Oh, are there clean guitars over heavy, heavy parts? Oh, no kidding. Like, you know what I mean? Like you can just, you can become so predictable. So I'd rather do something a little smaller where maybe it's, it's still predictable, but you're not paying the full price of admission or something like that. You know what I mean? You could just go full blood incantation and just t- totally threw a left left thing. In oh, there like make an ambient record? Ambient record, exactly. 
I mean, um, we could, but like we, we won't. But like we yeah. could, but we won't. <laughs> is is uh oh, and and it's funny that we're already like we're like what's the next thing? What's the next? And when when this new one still is like yeah. dropping in two days. So um, but my question, you, you said that you love the studio, you know, recording so much. If I'm uh, not mistaken, Dream Un- Dream Unending has never played a show, right? No, like we've never even played music together in the same room. Like, wow, it's, we've never been there. We've never been with each other for the process. Like, it's been yeah. completely remote. So and it's, it's kind of like the the epitome of like a pandemic project. Kind of, but like we don't consider it a pandemic project because we had we had just started working on it pre-pandemic. Sure, um, but. Yeah, like I don't know what it would be like to write a song with him in the room. It'd be interesting. But I guess why I never worried about it too much is that like when he when he goes to record the drums for the record, like I don't know what he's gonna play. So it's kind of a surprise to me, which is fun. Yeah. Um and again, it just comes from that kind of vote of confidence where uh I know he's not gonna I know what he's not gonna do. Yeah. And I kind of know what he's going to do. And then there's just a surprise, like the little stuff in between where I'm like, oh, that's nice. Like, that's good. Like, you know, we have a sort of outline of like, we don't want like, no fast parts, no blast beats, no nothing. Like, it's never supposed to be jarring or assaulting. And it's like, we take all those things into account, right? Like, we're trying to, we're trying to create, I guess we're trying to create something kind of immersive. And I just never want to pull the person out too hard. Sure. You know what I mean? So I know he's not going to do that with his drumming. So I just never worry about it. And then, so, and then I wonder like if I was there in the room with him, would I, would I be critiquing it? Would I be like, Oh, you should try this instead. And like, I don't, I don't know that I need to, but I feel like I would be so I'd like the, there'd be at the part of me that'd be like, why don't you try this? Right. Cause yeah. But that's the fun part is that when I don't hear it with drums for so long, I think about what the drums might be and what I get back is something better that's in here. Because nice. I'm not a drummer, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's it's nice. It's actually really nice. Yeah. I don't dictate what Max and Tumult plays, though. Like, I'm not. That's I'm too stupid to do that. Yeah. He's like a genius at his at drums, so sure. I don't have to tell him anything. I would never dare. <laughs> so so dream on it. You you've never played in person together. No. Uh, do you do you ever see Dream Unending playing live, or do you? Oh think yeah, it, for you, sure, for sure, okay. for sure. One day, one day, and and. I just got to get Justin to buy in on like, like you'll do vocals, but then like, we'll have a guitar up there and you'll kind of be like free safety on guitar. Like just like help us build parts. That's the thing is like, I don't want to, I don't want to do like a bare bones version, but I don't want to try to make like an eight person band. With with an orchestra and like, you know, go full Demi Borgair. Well, like they have, (laughs) they have venues that can support. That's true. That's true. That's true. You know, I'm not gonna try to fit eight people at like O'Brien's Pub in Boston yeah. or like, or even St. Vitus in New York. Like that'd be a f-ing nightmare. Part of my language, a VFW uh, hall or something. You know? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I would. It would have to be like this sort of stripped down thing, but with enough elements and gear on stage to rebuild it without resorting to just sampling everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'd love to. I'd love to just kind of stretch out the songs live and like kind of try to rebuild the parts and kind of bring them to peaks and whatnot. Like, I think that'd be really something, but that's going to take a lot of planning and I have other things I need to do first before yes. I can do that. Yeah. yeah. So 
you know, being that you're someone who was, you know, into punk and, and hardcore music and death metal, um, yeah. Dream On Ending is very pretty, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what was your, like, gateway into the less uh, extreme metal and more beautiful, peaceful, or, you know, pretty side of, of you know, heavy, heavy music? I think, um, I think it's like a, I think it's two streams that sort of, in my mind are not connected, but they make sense, which is when I was in high school, you know, we, we were into, before we were into like hardcore, we were into skate punk and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Right. But then you, you hear about all these labels cause you're doing mail order, you're buying off interpunk.com. Right. So maybe, you know, you know, CDs. And stuff. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, like, you know, epitaph and, you know, fat and, and all that stuff. But then maybe you learn about like a label, like J tree, Mm -hmm. something where they're putting out maybe Pedro the Lion records or like the Captain Jazz collection. And then you see that and you learn there's a band called American Football, a band called Owls. And then you find this whole, like whole, like just plethora of like clean guitars that are shining, right? They're sparkling. And, and I think that stuff was really nice. And then through that you learn about, or maybe through a friend at school, you also learn that those bands like The Cure who made a record like Disintegration. And you hear that and you're like, oh my God, this is like, this is like sad, but like a different kind of sad than this thing I was listening to. Bands like that, bands like Red House Painters, um, like the slow stuff that was coming out in the 90s, them, Low. Um, I mean, Low is interesting because, uh, I mean, Mimi from that band it just passed away. Mm -hmm. And there's a, there's a song, there's a song on the new record called Ecstatic Rain and the opening like riff, like it's like a clean riff that becomes heavy. Mm -hmm. And that is, like that that's like a nod to us the song lazy by low okay. um because i i had i love that song i love that album and i was like well, i love i kind of came up with something that kind of reminded me of of it and i was like well how do i how do i take it from sounding like low to alice in chains and nice. like and it, so it's like oh it works both ways and it was like it was great i was so stoked um but bands like that and then just yeah and then i guess um i mean i've always loved stuff like um, dire Straits as well, which is sure. just all these like clean, shiny guitars. A lot of um, you know '70s records, that, uh, some of the more progressive stuff, and so just like all of that, I feel like kind of and and guitar players like acoustic guitar players like Michael Hedges or um, Leo Kotke, Robbie Basho. I always love that stuff. It was just like it was just so pretty. It sounded and it sounded beautiful, and I was just like how do I do that? And I never yeah. really learned, but like I would pick up things as you go. And then um, I sort of just sort of distill it all into my playing. And, but I don't think, I think people think that like we're way more gothy than we are. Like I, people always like want to talk about like the goth bands that I like, like I love like Cocteau Twins and like Clan of Zymox, The Mission, what stuff like that, Fields of the Nephilim. But I'm never really thinking about it that much when I'm writing. Mm -hmm. I think I just try to let it go. I like to me like some of the clean parts that remind me more of Led Zeppelin than like sure. post punk band. You know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe that's because I play a twelve string guitar on on the records, but yeah, I don't know. I just yeah. I, I at some point though, you realize that you're listening to all these things from different genres, and then you just realize you just like music, and like yeah. music's great. And then you're yeah. like, well, how do I, how do I consume all of it? You know, you try to like. So I feel like Dream Unending more than any other thing I do is like a distillation of all the music I like. Yeah. So 
I, I saw someone writing about the record and they they were saying, you know, you know, Derek has name checked bands like the Blue Nile or Steve Winwood or this. And you can hear a bit of Blue Nile in the record, but you can't really hear Steve Winwood in the record. But there's this album by Steve Winwood called Ark of a Diver and has this sort of got like this like black figure diving. And then like when I ever I see that figure, I think of the the, the figures on the two record covers, right? Mm. So it's like to me, it's like all connected. Like it's yeah. all in like everything makes sense to me. But to the untrained eye, like how are you supposed to know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Anyways. are you with with the amount of music that's just available to us uh, yeah. at any given time, which is crazy because you you were you know talking about something I'm very familiar with is you know, buying all these CDs online. And, oh, yeah. you know, it was at that time where, you know, even if you didn't like the CD, you would listen to it because it was the only thing you had the money for that time. Oh, um, yeah. But with the amount of, of music out there now, are you someone who tends to go backwards as opposed to, you know, trying to stay up to date with like all the new stuff? It sounds like, sounds like you have like- yeah, totally. Kind of I, really getting into older stuff. I find- I try to keep up with contemporary, but it moves so fast. Yeah. And that's, I, I find the most, my most contemporary listening, I find usually gets done at work in a good way, not like a throwaway way. But when I'm home, I like to put on a record and uh, I like to buy new records when I can. But I also, if I get stuck on an old record, I will find it and I will just listen to it. So one record um, that I listen to a lot at home, it's like a record where to me, like, you know, when I'm writing for Dream Unending, I'm never thinking about, I want to write a riff that sounds like this song, but I want more so it's like, I want to capture the energy that this song has or like the way this thing makes me feel. Um, and I have this record by, do you, have you ever heard the band Little Feet? Yeah, 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 I, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I, I only listened to a little bit of them, but yeah, I, I worked at a CD store and my boss liked them a lot. So. They have this record. I have it right here. So it was just called Waiting for Columbus. That's the album. Oh, cover. I remember that cover. Yeah, it's a, it's a double like it's a double LP live record. Mm -hmm. And I so every Saturday at, I work at a cafe mm -hmm. and we're always crazy busy. And it's always just me and one other person. And I always am just like, I'm just going to put on a, a, an album that is going to be super long so that we don't have to change anything. Yep. Unfortunately, a lot of that is like live fish albums, but she's, <laughs> she's like, a, she's a good, she's a good sport about it. And she actually's like, this is actually not bad, but I'll put on this record because it's got, you know, it's a little bit more rock music, little country tinged. And I know we can both enjoy it, but there's just songs on it where it's like the energy of it is just so good. And so it's like, I listen to it at work, but then I come home and I want to throw it on when I'm cooking or when I'm cleaning or when I'm just sitting and I just want to listen to it. But it's like, I just love listening to records at home. I have, sure. I have a nice stereo that I've like pieced together. That's mm -hmm. another thing. Like, I feel like people don't have stereos anymore. Like that really yeah. freaks me out. Like you just have Bluetooth speakers or like headphones L and like headphones can be great, but like crappy earbuds, not so great. You don't want people to listen to Dream Unending off of a laptop speaker? <laughs> no, or like your phone speaker in a cup, like on your table, like that. Just, a phone that makes, speaker in the back of a bus, like, annoying everyone? That makes me so <laughs> sad. But anyways, <laughs> so that record, like, yeah, so I find that. But then, you know, like, you know, we have, I can, I see here, like the other record I have out on display is Upon Desolation, the new Mortuous record. 
mm-hmm. which is just like a fantastic album. It's so like that record's so heavy. It's so heavy, and like the My Dying Bride style slow riffs on it are so good, which is cool because then like I hear that and like you know we don't sound like Mortress. Our Doom riffs don't sound like Mortress, but I hear it, I'm just like, oh my god, I wish I could write that. Right. So I'm just in awe of it. So I get the same feeling from like contemporary extreme metal mm-hmm. that I can get from a live '70s rock record. That's cool. And that's but that's the thing, right? Like you know it it's almost like it transcends sound because it's going for something even deeper which is like emotion or something like to pull out of you right like yeah having like a reaction to it it's like songs that make you shiver or whatever you know what i mean like can't beat the feeling can't beat the feeling man it's (laughs) when it hits it hits man yeah absolutely this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. So, so um, you know, you got this band to like with no rules, you know, dream on ending. It seems like it's just you can you can go as far as you want as far as just like pretty sounds or just like doom sounds. And then you have ugly music with tomb mold. You can yeah. just get brutal. Um, do, do you... Uh, approach those differently like is there like a is does does two mold is two mold like a different songwriting um kind of formula for the band a little so two mold i write all the songs but then i kind of rely on my bandmates max and payson to finish them you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like it's like um payson my the other guitar player in the band he's really good about working on a song and he'll be like what about like he can the little microscopic stuff he's really good at because I'm too big picture with everything, yeah. uh, especially with Tumult for some reason, uh, which is with the songs, not like the album. Um, but so then I'm like, well, I spent so much time like crafting the songs that it's like almost like I don't want to spend more time on them. Yeah. And then he can be like, well, what if we did just this little thing? And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Like, that's a great thing. Right. Um, and then Max obviously just builds his drums, whereas Dream on Ending, I get way more in the weeds with mm-hmm. because I guess I know I have to. You know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas, but 
it, I don't dread it. I think I would dread it with, with two mold because I'd rather, rather just show up to band practice and play with them and kind of see what comes out of it organically. That's the joy of playing with those two guys is that, yeah. um, we're all so connected and I just, we, when we feel stuff out and then it, I like that, I like the organic process with it. And I like, I like counting on them because they always come through in such big ways. Uh, I'm so blessed to be in a band with them. Yeah. Um, dream and ending. It's like, well, it's all on me. It's like all on my shoulders, but I, I signed up for it. It's like, you know, so then it's, it's fun though. Like I, I will, I'll just, um, take my time with it, you know, Mm -hmm. I, because I don't have to have it done before band practice or something like, yeah, yeah. I can, I can start a song and then I can come back to it, you know, two months later and be like, Oh, I'm ready to finish it. I got it. And, and that's nice. And then, yeah, just, um, being able to workshop, all sorts of different ideas and see which ones I like the most and trying to figure out, it's like, well, what, what, like, what don't I have here that I need, but I can't do. And that's when asking people to guest on the record comes in, you know, we never do that in two mold. I don't think we ever would um, because it's such a, it's this thing that, well, especially cause we're, we're such a live band too, that sure. like, it's like, well, we don't want to like do stuff that we can't pull off live. Right. But with dream on ending, we can get way more like in the like prog territory with it, yeah. you know? Um, so on this record, you know, my dad comes back to play piano and keyboards. That's so cool. It is cool. Uh, my friend Layla who plays in Vastum mm-hmm. and she has Abdul like, Raouf. Yeah, yeah. And she has a, in, Oh my God, like an incredible solo output. Like yeah. she's so good. Oh, I got to God. play at Northwest Terror Fest last year. Did you see it? was it was great yeah that's cool yeah Yeah. um she plays trumpet on a song and like that was awesome i was like so scared to ask but she was she was great about it um and then you know phil swanson like the former singer of summerlands who has a awesome band now called um solemn lament Mm -hmm. he sings on the record and that was a real trip um and i got a bunch of friends to just do these like whispers on a song and it was like no one will know it's you so it's like don't worry and it was like a really fun thing just to add another dimension to this like little intermission track on the record um so i i guess i do i approach them really differently really but i guess i guess i think more about all the little details with dream and ending whereas too mold i'm just sort of like no everybody will kind of figure it out like everyone will work it out for me <laughs> Yeah, I give them it's like, uh, you know, it's like, you know, it's like making dinner and it's like, okay, like, here's the steak. Like, where are the vegetables? And yes. then it's like, you're like, here you go. And I'm like, Oh, sick. Nice. It's like, I'm terrible at cooking vegetables. I need someone else to like do it for me. Yeah. Or like, you know, c- collaborative effort, you know, like, the main you could do the main course and people do the stuff around it. Yeah, exactly. So that's nice. So then the fact that I'm able to do it with dream and ending, at least know, at least I know like I can do it. Yeah, which is helpful. Yeah. Um, about a year or so ago, I got to interview, um, the band cult of Luna and they, they, uh, their all time favorite artist that they got to collaborate with was, uh, the late Mark Lanigan from screaming trees. Oh my God. And yeah, that's so sick, man. Like he's so good. Yeah. They collaborated with him for an EP. Um, and it was just like this dream come true thing for you personally. You've done these collaborations you're 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 open to it you're you have this project remind ending where you you're open to having your friends or musicians you look up to 
what would be your like bucket list collaboration? Steven Wilson or something? What would it be? Um, no, it would be uh, it would be Paul Buchanan, the singer of the Blue Nile. Okay. Uh, I've tried to email his representation mm-hmm. before. I got nowhere. Sure. But I would I would still try. I mm-hmm. I would love to hear him sing on one of my songs. I would probably after that I might just have to quit. I just bet there's no. <laughs> The other one, this is now, this is way more like lifelong sentimental. And, and a lot of people who hear this, if they know who this person is or the band that he was in, are just going to be like, are you, are you joking me? But um, Stephen Page, the former singer of Bare Naked Ladies, okay. a Canadian, yeah. iconic Canadian yeah. band. Um, me and my bandmate Payson from Tumult, a few years ago, we went and saw him do a solo gig because we both have a not even a soft spot we just love that band we love his singing so it's like oh well we can just go see him do songs and he'll do solo songs bnl songs whatever and he's such a good singer and he's got he's got such an expressive voice and we always talk about oh man you know it'd be sick like a smith's reunion but instead of morrissey they just got stephen page to sing all the songs and like that's like and like you know like that band or like john darneal who does the mountain goats like Mm -hmm. they've performed together and I'd love for him to sing on something like that would, that would be like really cool, especially too, because like, I never, you know, I, I feel like um, I'm Canadian and like, mm-hmm. not like proud to be Canadian, none of that stuff, but just like, I never really collaborate with other Canadian people except my friends. Yeah. And I don't feel like uh, I have an identity within the sphere of Canadian music. I feel like Canadian Canada, like music in Canada is kind of strange um because we're so spread apart it's like i feel like there's not a much community and and i feel like in metal like too like you know it's a it's a very underground off-putting style of music it's very hard for like anyone outside of metal to want to listen to your stuff so it's like you know it's gonna be hard to convince like stephen page hey here check out this record well like dream and ending i'm like well there's clean parts like they're singing on it like at least there's something but uh yeah uh that's my answer Oh, that's it. I so, just yeah. Go ahead. I just now came up with a, a super group. It would be the Canadian super group of your dreams. Steven on vocals, you on guitar, the bassist for Our Lady Peace, and Flo from Cryptopsy playing drums. Oh my god, there you go. <laughs> OLP, that's a good grab. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Um <laughs> so, wonderful. Yeah, man. Uh so we I do the show is the the radio show that I do is in Seattle. Um, yeah, you name check Dallas and Chains. Uh, yeah. What are a couple of your favorite like? And I'm gonna put you totally on the spot. Favorite Northwest bands doesn't have to be Seattle. It could be you know Portland or you know outside of Seattle. Favorite Northwest bands of all time. Oh, let me think. Um, like out of like that out of that grunge scene, Alice and Chains was the one. I love uh, Mother Love Bone though. Yeah. Like they are so sick. Like they are like if Guns N' Roses was from Seattle. Yep. Like you know what I mean? Like it was mm-hmm. it is so good. Kind of glam rock. Yeah, kinda, kind of. Yeah. Sleazy, but like dirty. Yeah. yeah it's good. Oh yeah. Good stuff. Um them, yeah. Allison Chains for sure. Um, if we can go a little north, if we can consider like Vancouver on the sure. cusp of Pacific Northwest, mm-hmm. uh, I've always loved Skinny Puppy. Yeah, uh, and they're like, I don't. I feel like people don't know they're Canadian, <laughs> but 
yeah, there that was another band. Awesome band. What are yours? Favorite Northwest bands. Um, there's a band called Seaweed that I love. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I absolutely love Seaweed. Uh, there's a band called The Gits. Uh, they're like a punk band. Um, their singer was uh, murdered, unfortunately. Uh, she oh, was damn. incredible. They were like an incredible punk band. But a uh, band called Undertow. Uh, they were like a, oh, the hardcore band. Yep, hardcore band. Yeah, Undertow. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, as far as the like, you know, iconic Seattle grunge bands and stuff. Um, uh, Soundgarden, Alice in Chains. Yeah, sound like Soundgarden's amazing. Like. I, I like can't those, dispute those that are... Nirvana like got me really into you know, this kind of music just hearing it on the radio. So yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I get that. They never like that one never clicked for me though. Like I totally get it, but yep. it just for some odd reason, I think I think probably like fatigue from hearing the hits. Yep. Um, but Soundgarden, like yeah, Super Unknown is just such a monster of a record. Um. And I never got into Pearl Jam until I saw him live, and I was like, "I've clicked. heard that a couple. I've heard that from a couple incredible. people." Now incredible. you're like, you're in, yeah. yeah. I was just like, okay. It, I, yeah, I, special. seaweed are cool. Was the band Seam from the Pacific Northwest? I can't remember. No, I don't think so. I don't know. Okay, Seam. okay. Uh, they were like an indie rock band, but I couldn't remember if they were from one of those states or sure. if they were from like you know Midwest. You never yeah. know. <laughs> favorite yeah. toronto bands of all time then who are your favorites we got my like, favorite we got favorite, um the early up stuff is great i remember yeah. like going to those shows between like 0405 to like 0607 like when yeah. hidden world came out and i have a soft spot for those days for sure yeah. um there was another great like power violence band from toronto called the endless blockade okay um, yeah i remember downloading their mp3s off blog spots oh hell yeah <laughs> yeah that band was awesome um do we consider rush a toronto band i think we can i think yeah. we can kind of shoehorn them in rush is obviously like that's that's king um that's good stuff um what else from toronto i don't know like as as, as far as like the last like 10 years or so i haven't really i don't think anything's like really really grabbed me okay from Ont- now I'm trying to think of Ontario, like bigger picture. There's probably some that I just can't think of. I'm probably, I'm probably too fried right now to think about it. <laughs> you're in full mode of, uh, I'm sure you're doing tons of press and, and, and getting this record, man. It's out streaming now. Uh, one more time. I will mention it. Song of Salvation. You can order it. Um, it's out on 20 bucks pay now. Uh, now that you're yeah. hearing this. Yeah. Uh, second record from the band. And I'm, I'm, pumped to hopefully see dream on ending sometime live but i'm gonna one day one day one day we'll get it my last question for you man before we let you go pick a scar on your body show us if you can but at least tell us the story of how you got the scar okay yeah i don't have many actually it's crazy but i have this one on my finger it's probably hard to focus but you can see a line across it when i was like four or five i remember just like too short to see what was on the counter Mm -hmm. and just grabbed a huge knife with my hand oh. and it just like i was screaming i had to get stitches and i feel like that's like the one i remember the most because i that was like early trauma mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um and that one that one's like the only one that really left a scar that like mattered i have a i have a scar on my back i can't show you but i had an abscess it was like i had a water filled yeah. i had a water filled cyst for years and then one day it turned purple and grew to the size of a quarter and i had to go get it popped that was the worst feeling in the world. Like 
you know, laying on my back. He's like, okay, I'm going to inject it with like a freezing agent. Mm -hmm. And then he waits a few minutes and then he slices it open. He's like, hey, did you feel that? And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, buddy, it's going to get way worse. And just like the feeling of like 200 pounds of pressure being put on one spot on my back and then stuffing it with gauze after that sucked. But I have it. Like it looks like a little crater back there. Yeah. And it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> I had a I had a staph infection like near my belt line and oh I had to God. have that removed. It got huge and I had to have that removed and then I had to stuff gauze like in the hole. Oh you know? goodness. Like, it was it was gnarly, but Do you know how you got it? I just I mean I worked in a record store with like dirt and with like dirty hands. I mean, you know, yeah, staff yeah. is everywhere, you know. Yeah. So it was probably just me thinking, Oh, what this little like pimple or something and then itching and then it you know, that bacteria gets in there and it's just like eh. You know, I've never known anyone who got staph infection, but I remember one of the like one of the guys on the show Oz, there's like a little arc where like one of the Italian dudes gets a staph infection. And I, I can't remember it. It's like, is, I can't remember thinking. I was like, can you die from that? Can you die from a staph infection? Uh, yeah, you can. If, if, oh if, go, if gone untreated. Yeah. Cause I remember going in there and, and being like, I can't pay for this today. I can't pay for this today. You know, I don't have insurance. I was like, you know, just kind of dumb and, and not realizing that they were like, no, dude, <laughs> you're taking care of this today because if gone untreated, it can go into your bloodstream and then okay. become so septic. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah, you, so you can, you and can, yeah, okay. Jeez. Well, good way well, to end the interview. It sounds like a, we're, we're like talking about like a carcass album or something at the end. Right? Here, so. <laughs> Derek, thank you so much for chatting about the new record. Go yeah, get yeah. the new Dream Unending, and uh, I'll talk to you later, man. Yeah, thanks for making the time, man. Yep, take it easy, man. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Take care. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. 
And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.